0: The Chris Sheeran Show, only on YesNetwork.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest edition of The Chris Sheeran Show here on YesNetwork.com and iTunes Podcasts. I don't know who I should really go with here, either Froggy from The Little Rascals or, or Peter Brady where his voice is about to change from The Brady Bunch.
1: Name hey, Mark,
0: I, I, it was when they had the, you know, the band, the Silver Platters. Mm-hmm. When it's time to change, you've got to rearrange. sha na 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 Yeah. That's what I was uh, leaning towards. You think uh, you just broke the speakers? I did. I think that was, I was leaning towards that on the Nets halftime show because that's when I started to lose it. And I you know, told everybody to come back for the postgame show uh, because they'd want to hear my voice crack. Uh, but let's be honest, the NFC Championship game was on, and no one was watching the Nets or the Nets postgame show yesterday.
1: na 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 And they won. As, wire to wire.
0: As I was tweeted last night, because the S yes Network, uh, that would be you. Yeah, it was me last night. Tweeted out, uh, you can catch Chris Sheer now uh, on the Nets postgame show, which was met by Gunther Stinkel. Don't know if that's his real name. Uh, it's also at Henley Fry, but his name that he typed in is Gunther Stinkel. So I want to send a brief shout out to Gunther Stinkel. Who in the hell would be watching this garbage? Hashtag NFC Championship. Well, Gunther Stinkle, we salute you. <laughs> Not only for the name, but for your colorful tweet in response to my dear friend and uh, partners comment about watching the Nets post-game show after they beat the Thunder last night. So
1: It's amazing just how much of a
0: uh, social media... Just it's a cesspool of... pisses me off so it, much it, It's sometimes. a cesspool of... It's a platform
1: for the ignorant.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, and this is not implying anything with... It's not everybody, but let's face it. There are just people who hide behind pictures. They hide behind names, and they say whatever they want. They're cowards cowards now in that situation in Gunther's situation now he wasn't he didn't use profanity no if he used profanity he would have gotten blocked but he didn't and you know I could understand his sentiment the NFC championship game was on even though that game was over since halftime
1: as was the Royal Rumble and the Royal Rumble for those WWE fans right I was triple tasking last night at the house Good for you. Watching the NFC Championship game, the Royal Rumble, and the Nets at the same time, thanks to two TVs and an iPad,
0: quite a quite an experience. I was not. Quite a home theater I had set up there in the, uh, they had the, the Royal, woods. They had the Royal Rumble on here, but I, I, I lost interest in wrestling well, here's, like, a long time ago.
1: Here's, here's my, what I did on social media last night. Obviously, I was doing Nets coverage. Uh, can we stop this broadcasting trend of calling injuries simply by a body part? He's out with a knee. Well, he's got two of them, dingus. That, that was was my, that you? That was my angry tweet. Oh, of the night, okay. Because I hate that. Oh, he's got a knee. Uh, this guy's got an ankle. Well, he's got two of them, I hope. Otherwise, he's going to be a pretty crappy athlete. Uh, uh, then I tab- tagged you in the, will this become tablet gate? Yes. Uh, tweet. Uh, I did actually say that the Gronk had a point. Talib got away with grabbing his jersey on that, uh, that throw. Did you see that one? Yes, I did. That's okay. fantastic. And then I tweeted at uh, Duke Castiglione of Fox 5 uh, on I his sports wrap-up last night. He had uh, that video of he did a workout with uh, um, a handful of UFC fighters um, with the New Jersey Devils uh, training staff. And I saw some pictures of that because I have a friend formerly worked at WWE that now works at UFC that had posted a couple things on social media that made that workout look like a blast. Uh, and that's sarcasm for looking like a blast because it looked like – it would have sucked
0: since we brought up basketball. Well, that's
1: what I did on social media. Can I, yesterday.
0: can I just throw this out at you? Oh, by the way, uh, our, our, buddy Ryan Rucco, uh, somebody tweeted out, I want to get it right. Hang on a second because I, uh, would tweet it. I, I tweeted, quoted his tweet. Um, trivia hive said there were three dogs that survived the Titanic and Ryan quoted the tweet and said, that's pretty cool. Now, while that's pretty cool, I'd like you know I quoted Ryan's tweet and I said, "Yeah, none of those were in steerage; (laughs) those were affluent dogs, (laughs) wealthy
1: poodles." Yes,
0: that you know those dogs in steerage went down with the ship,
1: just like Tommy and all the rest of Jack Dawson's friends. Yes, they went down
0: with third class. Best believe there there were a lot of pooches uh, who weren't um, well off enough to get on those life lifeboats. And there's our social media look back for the day. Yeah. Um, but we brought up basketball, so really quick before we get into the uh, the foosball, the foosball, I gotta pick your brain about this David Blatt stuff because it happened right after we finished taping our show
1: last week. Last yeah. week,
0: our second one last week, and I was on my couch and I looked at that and because I, I got the ESPN alerts, I said, "Wow." The guy that's going to coach the all-star game for the Eastern Conference is out of a job. Now, look, I get that you might not have the same philosophy as your players, but this is just, this is where sports has been going for the past, I want to say, five years. Players coaches. Players coaches. And if you're not a players coach, you're not going to be on the bench too long or on the sidelines too long. And, and if you're not matching, since when does the coach have to match the, the ideals, the ideas of the star player? Why, why When do they it's have, LeBron James and well, he makes money. Fine, okay. But don't come out Cleveland Cavaliers and say LeBron had nothing to do with this. Tyron Lue, now, he was a coach-in-waiting, he was, he was an assistant... I get it. And his but NBA
1: claim to fame is almost being stepped
0: on by Allen right. Iverson in the he finals. He stunk as a player, and I don't, mean, I, don't, I don't mean anything by that. Because you could stink as a player and be a coach. Look at baseball. Some of the best managers, you know, they weren't the best players. Yeah, Bob Guerin wasn't exactly an all-star right. in his
1: day, but he's a pretty good manager. So
0: that has nothing to do with it. What has, it, what has everything to do with it is this came out of left field. You, you they got, were
1: 30-11. and 11.
0: You got Tibbs. On the sidelines, you got – this is proof that LeBron did this. It's his boy. It's his boy. Yeah. It, this reeks. It freaking reeks. I cannot stand the fact that they fired a guy that had 33 wins. 33, right? Not 30. Yeah, there were some like
1: 30, 30 and 11. Well, they have 33 now, I think. But I, if either you, way, either way, I mean, they were in first place in the conference.
0: Look, I know they got destroyed on their own floor by the Warriors by 34 but, points. So I 38 other teams. Exactly. And if you think Tyron Lue is the catalyst to getting you guys over the Warriors, I, I mean, come on. That, that's just ridiculous.
1: There's only one other instance where I've ever seen anything as egregiously player-pleasing as this. And it's with our old friend uh, Duran, Duran Dron, Darn. Duran, Williams. LeBron is
0: up there with coach killers now. Jason yeah. Kidd, Darren Williams, and now LeBron James.
1: Yeah. D- Darren Williams and Jerry Sloan. That, I, that's what this is. Utah was a great team. Jerry Sloan was a great coach for decades. And what did Blatt do in Israel? You know, I saw one person try to justify it as they hired Blatt because they thought they were going to be in rebuilding mode, so they brought him in to kind of be a caretaker, sort of the Avery Johnson thing. You know, be a caretaker for the time being, blah, 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 get your feet wet. And then LeBron came home and all that changed.
0: Well, here, here Lou Amundsen of the Knicks, I read in the post, he said uh, he was on that Cleveland team, I think it was last year,
1: mm-hmm. early yeah.
0: in the season. And he said he saw that in the locker room, that Blatt wasn't the same with everybody. And he didn't really hold LeBron accountable. It was like everybody else and LeBron. And people say you can't do that. Well, hold on now. I would go to Giants practices back in the late 80s. I'm telling you right now, the team would be out for an hour, and then out would come Lawrence Taylor on a golf cart. And Bill Parcells wouldn't say anything to that guy. Yeah. OJ Anderson was behind a goalpost. They had an ice cream cart right behind one of the goalposts where the fence was. Otis Anderson went to the fence. Fully dressed, full pads, got a rocket pop and hid behind the goalpost while the team was practicing, eating the rocket pop. Parcells was up in his scissor jack. He saw him, didn't say a word. So everybody who wants to put that into play where you need to treat everybody the same way, you're full of it. Because the Giants were successful. This had everything to do with LeBron wanting his guy there. It's these crybaby gajillionaire athletes, and I'm sorry, but they are. They are. No one conforms to the head coach and buys into their system anymore. They want their guy in place. They want to run the show, and now he can do that. And Tyron Lue could be as animated as he wants on the sidelines and move his arms. LeBron even admitted he changed one of Blatt's plays it's when a, he got to the floor. It's a dog and pony show is all it is. It is. He is a figurehead. He is a puppet. LeBron's got his hand up his shirt.
1: And what's going to happen to Teron Liu next year when LeBron opts out of his contract because the CBA is going up and, and his contract's over, and now Cleveland's in the same situation? They're, they're going to have won more games between last year and this year than they did in the five years when LeBron was gone. And not so, an amazing, Susan? So, so really, I mean, when you think about it, if anybody has a point, but Michael Jordan never did that. Whether or not him and Phil no. Jackson got along didn't matter. They won six rings in, in nine years or eight years, and they only didn't win the two years because Jordan missed most well, of them. That.
0: that's the difference between players back then and players now.
1: You know, Patrick Ewing and Pat Riley slash Jeff Van Gundy may not have always gotten along, but the Knicks
0: were but pretty damn you, good in if the But if you butt he- it's natural to butt heads. You can't agree on everything. Take your family members, for example. Do you get into fights with your family members? Of course. Of course you do. The people you're closest with and the people you work with, if you're, like, as passionate as they are about what you do, how do you think all those spirited discussions started in the cubes? Exactly. We fight all the time. Disagree. Fight. Regardless of how pe- animated it gets. Yeah, and people don't want to bring this up because we it's like beating a dead horse, but... And I don't want to say LeBron falls into this category, but maybe the generation under him, this trophy culture—you know—if they don't get what they want, they go to ownership. Look at Chip Kelly. Now, maybe that was—you know—that was, you know, that, was the, that was something that was a different story. Different. But LaShawn McCoy, and or how- not Lashawn McCoy? I'm sorry. Uh, Demarco uh, Demarco Murray. Demarco Murray goes to ownership to complain about the coach.
1: Who does that? That situation was a whole big cluster, you know what, in and of itself. I I get it. And how Howie Roseman still has a job, let alone got back what he lost, is amazing. It's a bad example, granted. But
0: it's just, I'm trying to follow a a way of thinking. I
1: I could do a 30-minute podcast on my own about my thoughts on Doug Peterson. You should do that. uh, uh, The Andy Reid era V2.0. I would listen. Yeah. That's for sure. No thanks. (laughs) They stink. They stink. Yes, Mr. Sherman, they stink. But It stinks. You know, the thing about that is this. It it doesn't just happen, you know, when it happens, for lack of a better way to put it. Look at last year. Look at the wild card game with the Yankees. And look at all the uproar when Jacoby Ellsbury was out of the lineup. And everybody was like, you know, in Girardi's post-mortem press conference that happens every year, it came up and it's come up, you know, a couple times in that in that time, mm-hmm. you know, what has this going to affect his relationship with Ellsbury and this and that? Who cares? Mm-hmm. You know why Jacoby Ellsbury was on the bench in the wild card game because he hit two twenty in the yeah. second half and couldn't hit left-handers if he had a cricket mallet, let yeah. alone a baseball bat. That's why he was out of the lineup, regardless of whether it's going to hurt his feelings or not.
0: Of the three choices, yeah, he was a, number three. Hey, yeah, but Lou, Lou, what about all the money he makes? He's got to be in the lineup. Yeah. That's exactly what you want to hear.
1: Mm -hmm. Not only that, he's making $155 million to hit 220 in the second half. So you know what? If he needs a little slap in the face wake-up call, maybe that was it. So maybe that's how that should have been looked at as opposed to, oh, my God, now Jacoby
0: and Girardi aren't going to get along. (laughs) Grow up. Yeah, exactly. Grow a set. It's a manager's job. Christ. He puts the best people on the field. He wants to win. He doesn't care about hurting somebody's feelings. He doesn't care about how much money you make. If you're not hitting, and you haven't been hitting for quite some time, by the way, and you can't hit lefties, and one of the best freaking lefties is on the mound in Dallas Keuchel, he's not playing. Who won the AL Cy
1: Young Award this year? I forget.
0: Dallas freaking Keuchel. Oh, yeah, that guy. He was pretty good. Who was at the Nets game
1: the other day, by the way? Well, because uh, they were all in town for the BBWAA dinner. There you go. Which was canceled. Did you go? No, it was canceled canceled. because of the blizzard. Um Francesca Khan was also canceled. Yeah, I know. Amazing.
0: Uh, wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. You going to cancel me? Wait a second. I got a, a snowblower. blower. Yeah, you mind. I got a, I got a snowblower. I'll get everybody to the arena.
1: Yeah, uh the the dinner itself was canceled. I think the award ceremony still continued on cuz all of the players were already there. Mm-hmm. So they they you know, those who were in the city still participated in the award ceremony, but the dinner itself was gotcha. canceled. Gotcha. Um and rightfully so, because you know everything was canceled in New York. Life was canceled in New York City. Pretty much, it's still canceled in parts of New York City where they still haven't plowed streets. Which is interesting to watch yeah, on I've social media. I've seen some of that
0: on Twitter. So, yep.
1: Our good friend uh, Robert Pimpsner Pimpsner, from yeah. Pinstripe Prospects yep. has been having a field day I saw on that. social I think media.
0: 9:43 today, his road still wasn't plowed. Yeah. so we hope that uh, changes for you, buddy. There's a
1: city councilor that's on on fire on Twitter too uh, from Queens. Uh, Kew Gardens Hills area, like that
0: district. Uh, oh, we, yeah, there, There's, yeah, yeah. there's plenty of streets. Uh-huh.
1: The snowplow tracker says they were plowed an hour ago, and it looks like Armageddon just happened on that street. And like, well, snow stopped on Saturday night, so I doubt the street was plowed an hour ago.
0: Well, if it wasn't for my father-in-law with his plow, I'd be dead on the side of my driveway.
1: That name again is Mr. Plow?
0: <sighs> plow King. Oh. Barney
1: Gumble. <laughs> yes, him. I, I, my one obligatory snow post on social media this weekend was... I didn't do
0: any. This is why I bought a house with a two-car garage and bought a snowblower. And you know what? You're, like, right on the money because – well, I almost, I almost died today on 95 on my way in here because uh, a box truck – now, I know it's tough because they're, they're not small and, uh, you know, you need to put out some sort of effort to get up onto it to get the snow off. But I got on 95 right behind him, uh, right at exit 6 – And he's just flying in the right lane and I'm right behind him, not tailgating him, but I'm right behind him and his snow is flying off. So I said, you know what? Let me get in the middle lane and I'll fly past and get off the next exit. So I look at my rear view, look at my side view, nothing's there. I come out in the middle lane, this BMW X6 almost sideswipes me. Because they had to get off at exit 8, and they're flying in the left lane, not paying attention, probably on their phone. Yeah. And at the last sec I mean, he missed my car by three inches. Three inches. And I was – can't say what I did. But
1: – Lots of screaming
0: obscenities. Lots of screaming obscenities. Uh, lots of pointing. And needless to say, he went the other direction. And I was waiting for him to say something. Waiting. Because that would have been it. And I'd be in jail right now.
1: That would have put a damper on this podcast. Yeah.
0: But I, it, it got us. It's the Chris
1: Shearn Show. Chris Shearn's one phone call is calling into the studio. Yeah, there you from go.
0: I need five more minutes. From,
1: from, from the corner of Hoyt and Bedford in yeah, yeah. Lo- the lovely, luxurious Stanford Police yeah, Hotel. Exactly. Uh, that uh, happened to, actually, that happened to my sister-in-law uh, and my wife driving years ago. Um, There's no consideration. for up Westchester. Just go to the next exit. Don't kill somebody because you're being an idiot. Yeah. That and, – and they also got the, the sheet of ice off the top of a minivan kind of thing that shattered the windshield. Are you serious? You know, like at least that driver stopped and, like, apologized and, you know, hey, they, they – It's whatever. illegal in Connecticut. It is. They made it a law. Yeah. Because people are in too much of a hurry to clean off their cars. And now I get it. Like, I've done it a few times, you know, randomly. You don't – you got a little bit of snow. You don't clean it off, whatever. There's There's a limit to the – insanity of it if it's an inch of snow it's not great if it's yesterday it's a little excessive yeah but this is this is why we bought a house with a two-car garage and similar we pulled the cars in the garage we we usually use the garage sparingly my wife part has been parking in it for a month or so i don't care if i walk outside in the cold to warm up my car it doesn't bother me the the weather the precipitation bothers me more than 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 the cold so we cleaned out the one side of the garage we've been using to store the garbage cans and other stuff we just haven't put away or whatever. I pulled my car in the driveway. We went out and we snowblowed three times. Once Saturday, like early afternoon, once before it got dark on Saturday, and then yesterday morning, once everything was done, and boom, my driveway looks good. Tough actin' ten actin'. Yeah, boom. My driveway looks good. My cars weren't uh, covered in snow this morning, so it did take me 45 minutes to warm up. Not everybody has that luxury, I understand, but I could afford it, and that's why I splurged on it. And that snowblower is already the best $700 I've spent in the last two years. So there's that. Are you periscoping? Is that what's going on? Yeah, I'm periscoping. Oh, look at that.
0: It says double tap to flip the camera. All right, there we go. That's what we did. There's you. There goes your water bottle. Uh, I'm trying to prop this thing up. There we go. Hi, it's Chris and Lou, and we're on Periscope. Yes, we are. And we have two people watching us. As you could see, now now everybody could see what I'm talking about. That I have the um, the uh, black and white cookie goatee.
1: You do. It's black on the top and white on the or brown is. on the
0: top and white on the bottom. Brown on the top, uh, white on the bottom. Look but to the cookie, Chris. Look to the cookie. Yeah. Anyway, there's Lou. Hi. There's me. Uh, let's talk football.
1: Yeah, that's that's all right. In- well, let's talk basketball for one more minute. Oh, yeah. how about
0: that win by the Nets last night? I tell you what. Uh, not that I'm – look, this team has done this to me time and time again. It, it's kind of like Pacino in Godfather 3. Not to that extent this year because they have 13 wins, let's be honest. But they have had spurts over the past couple years where they have these types of wins and they reel you back in. And then the yeah. next game, it's right back to where they started from. It's, they, they've beaten Oklahoma City three years in a row now. Oddly enough. Yeah, and Durant and Westbrook were actually playing in this game.
1: And the first two were the (laughs) the last two years where they had that New Year's Eve, shortly thereafter, New Year's back-to-back in San Antonio and OKC, where both years they got walloped in San Antonio and then came back to beat the Thunder. Yeah. This year they didn't have that. This year they were, you know, not in Oklahoma City and San Antonio for New Year's. But uh, they still the OKC. That, and that's amazing. what
0: usually started to turn their season around, too, the past couple of years. Yes, But it has. not so much this year. They have three wins in January. But, and look, you could pile on them and, and poo-poo on them all you want. Uh, they have had, uh, you know, their entire backcourt. Decimated. <laughs> Jarrett Jack is out for the season. Rondellis Jefferson is out. He'll be back. But, you know, it's going to take him a while to come back from what he went through with the fractured uh, ankle, uh, the right ankle. Um, they're also going to get McCullough back. But these guys have to get into basketball shape, and it, it's a process. They're not going to come back, and it's going to be, oh, look, the Long and Athletic Nets, and they've won 15 in a row. That's not happening. You no, know, They might win 15 this season, the rest of the season yeah. not in a row. Yeah, but uh, it, it's, a, it's a jump in the right direction. As you said down at your office, they led wire to wire. You know, I sat there in my office watching this game, and I was watching the NFC Championship game, too. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I had to, cause we were doing this today, but there's always, and this has to be the same case with Nets fans too. There's, there always has to be this feeling in their gut, like, all right, we're up eight, but when is it going to turn? And you know what? The thunder cut it down to four. And I was like, oh, here we go. But see, this is what happens when Boyan Bogdanovich Lou gets open And hits his shots. And Ellington hits a couple from three. It loosens up the defense. They have to go to the perimeter. And what does that do in the interior? How many points did Brooke Lopez have? 31. Yeah. You can't double Brook if you're hitting shots on the perimeter.
1: 31 and he had what 14-15 rebounds as well? 13 rebounds, 10. something
0: like that? 10. He had 31-10. Yeah. 31 And 10. I know
1: Still a double-double. Thad Young had the 14-14 yes. double-double. So. He, he
0: had a season Brook had a season high 31. Thad had the double-double. The only one that wasn't in double digits in the starters was Ellington. He had nine. And Bogdanovich had 18 off And 116 is their regulation high. They scored 118 in the game against Dallas, but that
1: was an overtime game. I think, so 116 I think, is their regulation high. Yes.
0: I think Bogey was 7 of 12 from the field and 4 of 7 from uh, 3.
1: He was good in that game too, but then he got benched and Lionel got asked about it and he gave a curt answer and then Lionel got fired about two weeks later. So yeah. there was that. Just, I mean, you know.
0: Look, the ball movement was better last night. They did a tremendous job with that. And the thing that I love seeing uh, most of the time in the game and Devin Carperdy and we were texting back and forth when the game was going on, and he'll attest to this, is that uh, they looked for the next pass. It was that one extra pass that got uh, an even open, a more open look for the other player. he was able to hit the shot, no matter who it was Ellington, Lopez, uh, you know, Bogey, whoever, uh, Joe Johnson, you know, this team, it does have talent, and as I said A month ago, you know, this could – what happened?
1: No, I just pointed at Periscope while you were talking.
0: Oh, okay. This could have been a uh, recruiting tool to get Kevin Durant here. Because as you know on this podcast a month ago, and Mike Mazio, our good buddy at ESPN, wrote an article, a very lengthy article about talking to NBA executives about Durant coming here. Um, I talked to a source close to me who said – that could and very w- could possibly happen this summer, and if that does happen, the Nets go from you know not having all these draft picks and you know not having a lot of assets to deal to having Kevin Durant mm-hmm. and having room in the salary cap, as does everybody, to get a point guard. But to get a point guard, and and you're in a guy like uh, Conley, and you have Kevin Durant. And then you got a little something cooking. Yeah, you know Joe Johnson comes off the books. Uh, then the Nets go
1: from Bogey is your sharp shooting R. H. J. is your defensive wing, and then you still got Brook and Thad up front. You need to build a little more, better depth than Andrea yeah, Bargnani that's, and Donald Sloan. That's the and, thing.
0: You need depth and that, Thomas Robinson, but you yeah. need depth. But the team go, turn. I mean, on a dime, yeah. it turns. If you bring in a Kevin Durant, the Fannies will be in the seats, and guess who else? Free agents will want to follow him. It's a
1: superstar-driven league. Just look at the Knicks up and down go. of the last five years with Carmelo and Stoudemire. Yeah. They went from nothing to great, back to nothing, back to competitive at least.
0: Well, they, this had, year. they had the draft pick. The Nets right. don't. And, you know, unfortunately, in, in order for them to get back into the mix here, they're going to need to get a guy like Durant. Yeah. They're going to need to do something. They're going to need a bazooka to kill an ant. And if that happens, you know – I, t- I basically told Naz in a, in a text lesson, I said, I pray that that happens. I yeah. shouldn't, but I do. Um, it would just make this team astronomically better. And I've said this many occasions. I'm a Knicks fan, okay? I am a New York Knicks fan. I have been my entire life. Me too. I'm not going to change because of the place I work at. But I root like hell for the Brooklyn Nets. Like hell. There's no one on this planet who wants them to win maybe more than mikhail progorov than me because it makes the pregame, the postgame, the halftime, everything better. It just does. I don't want them to have 13 wins. When when I do those playoff games with Donnie Marshall and Jim Spinarklin in studio, we, have a, we makes, have a blast. Makes
1: all of our jobs easier, yes, that's for it's sure. It's fun. Yeah.
0: But anyway. I mean, we did cover the 12 and 70 Nets and the 22 and 44 yeah. lockout Nets, so Jessica Taff and I were in that locker room, and by the end of the season, my God, what do you ask? Seriously. And in the player's defense, what answer do you have? Yeah. We won 12, do- we other won 12 than, games. Other than
1: Jason Shreves, I got nothing. Yeah. You know, from, uh, right. From the end of the season. Right. But speaking of wire-to-wire, uh, of wire, um, both championship games yesterday were oh, led wire-to-wire. Well. Wire. I tried. You periscoped? It's yeah. over? Uh, it's over. Down periscope. Um, both NFC and AFC championship games were led wire to wire by the winning team. So there's that one was a little bit more competitive and interesting than the other. And I don't feel too bad that I did not give the NFC championship game my undivided attention because quite frankly, it didn't really deserve it.
0: No, it was terrible. Uh, so, so what do you want to hit really quick first?
1: And it, let's go NFC first since it'll be a, a quickie. Okay. Um, Cam Newton might legitimately be God at this point. Um, Yeah. He's the NFL MVP by a landslide, uh, even before you count what he's done in the postseason.
0: But that team just hums. I want to tell you what somebody said to me at the gym. Just before, just before I came in, says to me, I hate Cam Newton. If he was a baseball player, somebody would have knocked his ass down. I said, well, well, hold on now. He's on a football field. The, every play he's on well, the he, field, you have a chance to yeah. knock him down. You know what? The histrionics, all the celebratory dances and everything, you want that to stop? Stop, stop him. him. Yeah. Stop him. If you hate Cam Newton for that, you've got some other problems in your life. Stop him. You do. Stop them. They're 17-1 they're
1: this year. Uh, look, Arizona had a bad day. Carson Palmer had a really you bad, had day. A bad day. day. Carson Palmer had a really bad day. But wasn't it Carolina who had a similar circumstance in a playoff game way back when? Something about Jake DeLohm and five interceptions yes. in a championship game.
0: It happens. It happens to the best of teams. It happens to the worst of teams. You want some perspective? The Nets had 11 turnovers. That was four more than the Cardinals. Yeah. Palmer was responsible for six. He had four picks, four and picks two and two fumbles. fumbles. Yeah, I mean, you can't have a worse game than he had.
1: No, and you know what? It happens. Carson Palmer had an amazing season for seventeen games, but he looked shaky in the playoffs. He did. Yeah, they could have lost that game to the Packers at home. They probably should have, but you know. It Like I said, it happens to the best of teams, and here's where I worry about. I, we, we can talk about our Super Bowl picks next Thursday once everything's said and done mm-hmm. and, and we're ready to go, but ready to go. Wow. Carolina has shredded two really good defenses, and I know that Seattle was playing a you know crack of dawn Pacific time game, and I know that Arizona hasn't been the same defense since the Honey Badger tours ACL on a meaningless play at the end of the Eagles game. But they have destroyed two really good defenses. Yeah. Even without Keekly's two-pick sixes, which is amazing, even without the defense forcing all those turnovers to set them up, they're still cashing in on them. And Cam has been a beast, and it doesn't matter who's out there with him. That's going to be worrisome, especially as we now go to Denver and New England because I think that's all we need to say about the NFC Championship game. Well,
0: I just want to make one comment. The turning point in that game – was with, the opening coin toss. Well, it's, this is how bad the turning point is in my eyes. Was when Newton threw that pick to Peterson, and then they were down twenty four seven. And then couple, had the ball at the yeah, twenty.
1: And a couple plays later, that's Palmer when Coleman throws, made the interception. Yeah, Palmer yeah.
0: throws a pick in the end zone, and then I was like, "That's it."
1: Former, uh, by the way, Done. speaking to our thing we went through a few years ago, uh, former seventh round pick of the Philadelphia Eagles, Kirk Coleman. Yeah. So seventh round picks yeah. performing in the NFL.
0: Take that, Jerry Reese. Um,
1: so, yeah, there, there's that. Uh, on to the Denver game. We were both wrong in our prediction. We both picked the Pats. I'm
0: happy I was yeah. wrong.
1: We were both wrong a little bit with our final score. It was actually even lower than we thought. I think we were both in the mid, both teams in the 20s range. So 20 to 18 is a little lower. I
0: had 28-13, I think, Pats.
1: So we, we were a little off there. However, what we were not off on was what I said, and we were not off on what we both agreed on. We were not off on what I said that Peyton Manning was going to have to play the game of his, of his career. They needed Peyton Manning to be Peyton Manning, and he was for mm-hmm. the most part, numbers-wise. You were correct when saying that Denver's defense was going to win them that game because Denver's defense bent but didn't break much of the day. They got turnovers when they needed it.
0: They stopped the two-point conversion. And I also said if Denver did win, it was going to be a two- or three-point game. Right.
1: And it was. And we were both right on what we agreed upon that – Regardless of they, whether they win, lose, there is no draw. Right. Even Donovan McNabb knows there's no ties in the oh Super boy. Bowl. February 7th, 2016 should be the final game of Peyton Manning's career. Yes. He is done. Done. Now, I didn't really watch much of the Denver Steelers game last Sunday because I was out to dinner with I some didn't, friends. I didn't
0: either. I'll, so I'll I didn't see it. much
1: of it. I only saw highlights. But I did see the second half in Week 17. Uh, when he took over in the game against the Raiders yeah, yep. for Brock Osweiler and brought him back. And, brought him back. Mm-hmm. and even though he did that, he looked off. And now, okay, he's been hurt. He's got the foot. He's had the neck thing for a while. He was off for six or seven weeks, whatever it was. All right, he's rusty.
0: I'm telling you right now, before but, you continue, that third down play before New England got the ball back to get that almost ty- most ty- tying, t- tying touch play where they sent Uh, Sanders, Sanders. Sanders, down the left sidelines. If that was six years ago, maybe even five years ago. Hell, maybe even three years ago. It was a
1: 75-yard touchdown pass.
0: He hits him in stride, and and the game's over. Yeah. He underthrew. He almost threw a pick there. He
1: almost threw a pick, and and Sanders had to come back and slide into the defender. If
0: you want to exhibit for the prosecution's case and what Lou was talking about, that's exhibit A right there. And there's a lot of exhibits during the game. He just doesn't have it, and you can make excuses for his foot, his neck, whatever. He's just not the same player, and this has to be his last game.
1: And the other thing about it was, you know, those passes aside, everything he threw under five minutes was, was not as crisp as it could have been. I'll use that word. I mean, he wasn't throwing darts into the ground, but close. And anything he tried to put any air on just floated and wobbled. He has no... That, that may be the biggest issue, whether it's you know, you want to talk about arm strength or this or that or zip on his passes. He has no finesse on no. his passes. And one of Peyton Manning's hallmarks, Peyton Manning has never been Michael Vick in terms of arm strength. Peyton Manning has never been Cam Newton in terms of arm strength, okay? No. You know, that's not his game. What Peyton Manning has been is Floyd Mayweather, he's been a surgeon. Surgical precision, uh-huh. getting his passes in there. Chris routes isn't that he's throwing wobblers and floaters up there like like a twelve year old kid on the street getting blitzed on third down in a touch football game mm-hmm. is what he was doing. The two passes to Owen Daniels, both with of a, those touchdown passes with a nerf, yeah, both of those touchdown passes were floaters that Daniels, who's a big dude, went up and got. Yeah. Or made you know, the first one well, he made a pretty fancy well, catch on. The second
0: one was a pretty damn good pass.
1: The second one was a good pass, but it floated a bit. The first one he made a pretty good catch on to kind of side hand it. Let
0: me amend that. He's lucky there was a linebacker on Daniels. Yeah. <laughs> um let me just say this too. Tom Brady, I haven't seen him look that flustered since Super Bowl forty two. No, because he hasn't seen
1: a pass rush like that since Super Bowl Forty Two. The
0: Denver Broncos, I'm not saying, it's not because I'm a Giant fan, I'm not saying they watch tape. They didn't have to. They have a defensive front where they could rush four, Mm -hmm. drop seven, and say, beat us with Steven Jackson. I dare you. I dare you. Any one of your three-headed running back committee, whatever, they were able to drop seven. Double cover Gronk. Mostly the entire game. And he still had eight catches for 144 in a top. Right. But still, they were able to get pressure on him. They were able to knock him down. They were able to force him into bad throws. That pick to Von Miller, he threw that right to him. Yeah. When do you see that? with Brady's only pick, when he had none, when he threw his first one, his only—and I forget what week it was. It Maybe week seven or eight. And his first pick of the season— was a ball that hit Amendola between the eight and zero bounced out, and and the defender caught. That was was that night in the Eagles game? I think so. It Was the Eagles game? Yeah, I think it was Malcolm Jenkins. Was was had his that first pick. pick.
1: Yeah. yeah. So you because we laughed about that. we like, oh my god, Tom Brady didn't throw an interception right, all year.
0: Right. So I, you don't see him throw one that bad. He had happy feet. I don't want to say he looked like Dave Brown in the pocket. Ugh. But the Broncos were so much in his head. That it messed with his game. On the other hand, let me say this about Tom Brady. You could make fun of the Patriots. You can make fun of Tom Brady all you want. You can put all the memes up there that you want. Fourth and ten. That pass to Gronkowski down the middle of the field in double coverage in stride. How many quarterbacks make that throw? And how many tight ends make that catch? On fourth and ten. And freaking ten. Yeah. I stood up out of my chair in my office and I put my hands on my head. I I it was just I was like, oh my God. Fourth and ten. I mean, that is, you know, you you know what that is. Yeah, it's also it's it's brass tax. Yeah. And I'm using tax instead of a different word.
1: Uh, that
0: What does Serrano say? Huevos?
1: That sequence though is why, you know You have no Sorry. You talk about, cha- you know, we always talk about chasing points and this and that, and we go back to Tom Coughlin going for the touchdown instead of three in the Jets game, and there's several instances this year of just incorrect, I- I'm going to say not bad, I'm going to say incorrect coaching decisions. Not kicking the field goal on the first of the three fourth downs they faced. I should say the first of the three drives they faced fourth down because they had fourth down, what, two or three times
0: on, um, on that drive? The, the third, fourth down was the charm. They, they stopped him yeah. on a fourth and one. They stopped him on a fourth and six, which yep. Gronk complained that he was being held by uh, Tlaib.
1: Yep, which he was.
0: Yeah, he had his but arm around his waist. But
1: then they had either two or three f- – that was either the second or third, fourth down on that drive that they converted. Correct,
0: correct. But then the third, fourth down when they were inside the 20 was the time they scored and they – Lost on the uh, two-point conversion. Right. So let's see. Interceptions.
1: Brady threw. It was he threw one against Indianapolis, one against Washington, one against the Giants, one against Buffalo, two against the Eagles, and one against the Jets. He threw seven picks this year, but his first one was in Week Six, so that might have been Vontae Davis that picked that one off off Amendola. Um. <clears throat> anyway, back to the point. We talk about the chasing points and all that, and this and that. But going, not going for a field goal on the 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 first fourth down when they were was it twenty to nine at that point?
0: Um, No, or was it twenty to to twelve at that
1: point? That would have made it twenty to fifteen. The second field goal then that they didn't go for could have made it twenty to eighteen when they went on the fourth and sixth play where Gronk was held by Talib would have made it twenty to eighteen theoretically, Mm -hmm. which then leads you to not need a touchdown on that fourth down drive. Makes it a whole different game, but because of that one decision, it changed the flow of the game. Always take the points. Always. Within Down, down 11 or more within five minutes is the only time you don't take the points, I think.
0: Right. It was week five. I like to be right, yeah. and since I have a computer in my hand, my smartphone, week five was his first pick. Against Indianapolis? Against the Colts. Yeah, Yeah. So, there you go. Yeah. I was off by a couple weeks.
1: So... Always take the points. That, that's, I mean, that, that's it. That, that's, that's what costs. And it's funny that Bill Belichick was one of the ones championing for extra points being useless and harder extra points. And it's Kostowski who misses his first extra point in a decade
0: that completely yeah. changes the complexion of the game. Mm-hmm. Because if he makes that, they're lining up for an extra point, and that game is probably going to overtime. Yeah. And I would have hit the over, which would have been nice. In the... The weird,
1: the weird playoff pool. I mean, with my softball team, where the winner doesn't have to pay the portion of the league fee.
0: Mm-hmm. So, uh, I'll get into the Super Bowl as you said. We'll we'll get into that more next Thursday when we make our predictions and everything. But don't sit back in your easy chair and think this is going to be a breeze for the Panthers. No, it's not. Even what, with what they've done to two really good defenses, this is the best. It's see the. It's
1: like beating Sandman and Super Macho Man, but you still got to take on Mike Tyson.
0: The when the Giants beat the Bills twenty to nineteen, the Giants were supposed to get killed in that game. the The Bills offense was supposed to destroy them. Not saying Jim Kelly's Cam Newton. Not saying he could hurt you the same way he can. When the Giants played the Patriots, but they
1: had Thurman Thomas and Andre Reid. Yeah. and yeah. When I the mean,
0: Patriots played the Giants in Super Bowl forty-two, Giants supposed to get blown off the field. Yeah. Patriots supposed to have the best offense, you know, ever. And when Seattle
1: and Denver played a couple years ago, Denver was supposed to make it one of the most shootout Super Bowls ever. And they lost 43 to 8. And they got killed. So
0: Peyton Manning just has to stay within himself, be a game manager, and let his defense do the work. Either that, or this needs to be the one game Peyton's got to go out there knowing this is it. I got
1: to give it everything I got, regardless of how much it hurts. And I got to be Peyton Manning for 60 minutes.
0: Inject me with everything. Yeah. Make my forehead even bigger than it is. I can't feel my foot right now. No. <laughs> You're going to kill me.
1: Sorry. But all right. you know what? We'll, we'll see what happens. Like I said, mm. we can talk about that next week once the Super Bowl is a lot closer. We could talk about the Pro Bowl, but I don't even know who's in it and nobody cares. But we will talk about that on Thursday because there's what? a lot of issues going on with all-star games and sports right now that I think we need to go into a little bit. Talk about what? And we'll have time on Thursday, the Pro Bowl.
0: Oh, do we have to talk about that? For like
1: two seconds. Okay, I've talked to Seth Rothman, our good friend, uh-huh. uh, who would be willing to come on perhaps on Thursday if, if the timing works out to talk about the NHL's issues okay. with the All-Star game. And then we have Kobe Bryant being voted in to the NBA, which isn't as egregiously bad. But it goes back to the fact that eight Royals were leading at their positions in the second-to-last All-Star ballot. And it goes to the fact that the Pro Bowl is not going to have...
0: Derek Jeter wasn't having a particularly good year in his yeah. last year either.
1: The Pro Bowl's not going to have any Panthers or, uh, or Broncos in it now. And a lot of the guys that will be in it are pulled out anyway because, you know, whatever, even though it's a free trip to Hawaii. So I, I, I eagerly look forward to, I don't know, Sam Bradford quarterbacking the fourth quarter for the NFC or Team Rice or whatever the hell stupid format. I have haven't
0: now. watched the Pro Bowl since I was in college.
1: Usually the Royal Rumble is on the same weekend, as, nowadays anyway, as the Pro Bowl. Because they, WWE usually does it between the Super Bowl and the Championship weekend. This year they didn't. And I graduated college 20 years ago. So it might literally be the Pro Bowl or nothing next week.
0: No thanks. Yeah.
1: So we can talk about that more a little bit more on, on Thursday. Skip. Along with maybe some match fixing going on. It just, it's a bad time for all-stars in sports. Match fixing in the Australian
0: Open. Go, go read into oh, it. Oh, I thought you were talking about WWE. I thought that was... No,
1: That that that's
0: already oh, fixed. Yeah. okay. No. Just making sure.
1: So there's there's some stuff going on there that's less than savory. But I even tweeted about it the other day. It's like, everyone's up in arms over John Scott. But I, I bet nobody bats an eye that Kobe got voted maybe in we the should, leading vote-getter of the All-Star game. Maybe
0: we should get Chris Mad Dog Russo to come on and talk about tennis.
1: One time. No, thanks. We'd have to go the magic hour. And then some.
0: Uh, listen, Chris. I don't think Federer would ever do that. I mean... Geez, I mean, he makes enough money as it is. Djokovic can beat anybody blindfolded. At uh, The Joker, uh, he turned down 200 grand. I, I, I don't know what to tell you. I, m- my sport cannot be like that. No. Absolutely not. I love Dog with all my heart. But when he was there solo, and he had free reign to talk about tennis. Those, those shows Forever from, ever. from the U.S. Open. Oof. Doggy, I love you, but they were some tough ones to get through. And same thing when Mike goes to do the horse racing, uh, I was, I punched out. I, I, was, I was there, but I wasn't. All, all five and a half hours, I was just a zombie. Yeah, I was like Adam Sandler in Click. <laughs> just fast-forward me through that crap because it was terrible. Mm. There's only one thing worse than watching golf, and that's talking about tennis or horse racing on the radio. Book it.
1: Oof. That's why it's the fastest two minutes in sports Because everybody's happy it's over it. No,
0: watching the race is fine We're talking about it yeah. But handicapping an animal It's a game of skill w- w- Which you have no idea I mean, you know, maybe he rolls out of the hay and, Literally And he's not feeling good that day Maybe well, his mare Then don't put him in your fan duel lineup Maybe his mare cheated on him with another
1: stud Oh,
0: Christ you so know, that's what happened to Barbaro exactly. And then he get you know he's he's burning in a field somewhere. Was put him, that, put was, him put him in your Jeff King's lineup. Oh boy. Yeah. And on that note, uh, follow Lou on Twitter, Lou DePetro, yes. Also go to uh, yesnetwork.com and check out his musings, his writings on everything sports, Nets, Yankees. You do hockey or no? We do a little
1: bit. A little bit? A little bit.
0: You and A.J. paging Mr. Herman. Mr. Herman, you have a telephone call. We've got a series going right
1: now, actually, for the next almost month, uh, five a day. We're looking back at the 2011 Baseball America Top 100 Prospects list, and where are they now? And it's pretty interesting. Number one and two were Harper and Trout. Number three was Jesus Montero. So that kind of gives you what handicapping prospects is all about. I have no problem with that. Austin Romine was number 98. He's part of today's package.
0: Okay. Go to yesnetwork.com and check that out. Uh, you go to my YouTube page and check out my new character, Cree Wee Herman. Um, yeah. Just no. kidding. No. But it is an idea I have, but I can't do anything with it for obvious reasons because I like paying my mortgage. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll uh, just keep that in the uh, kitty and uh, wait for my stand-up career to come back around.
1: Yeah. And in the meantime, we can just wait until Thursday when we'll be back with an all-new edition of The Chris Shearn Show, which you can download on iTunes your smart device, which means no you very smart. There you go. I kind of had to shoehorn that in because I felt we didn't get it uh, in. Gotcha.
0: All right. For Lou, I'm Chris.
1: Toodles.